Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Joining us now is Dr. Arthur Cassidy. He's a psychologist and broadcaster, British psychologist with degrees in social and political science, and he's sought after to provide psychological profiles of, among others, world leaders like Putin, like Biden, like Trump, like Johnson. And you can find him at drarthur.co.uk, drarthur.co.uk. Dr. Cassidy, thank you very much for joining us. What's your observational psychological profile of Vladimir Putin? Is he a sociopath, a psychopath? What is he, sir? Good evening, Ray. Well, we we don't have any clinical direct evidence because we have never been speaking to him. But I've been following uh, he and other world leaders for many, many years as a political psychologist and also by clinician. But we can see in Putin's personality a move from authoritarian personality, psychological traits, over to what we call a totalitarianism. Uh, p- personality. So he's currently shifting an emphasis from authoritarianism, where people, he's demanding obedience, he's demanding compliance with his specific quest to a totalitarian regime. Now, that's the first thing we see when we analyze a lot of his discourse and analysis. I can just explain a little bit more about what Putin is saying, what he's doing. And part of this toxicity, and we call it a toxicity because when we go deep into the narrative of his speeches, of his concourse, we find here political contempt. Political contempt is associated with his dark narcissistic uh, particular drives. And this, this dark narcissism seen in many world leaders, we even say Donald Trump, for example. We see it in many other many, uh, German leaders and, and other British leaders. We see narcissism is very common trait uh, to have. But there's a difference between healthy narcissism and dark narcissism. In healthy narcissism, we are confident, we have charisma, we enjoy what we're doing, we relate well to people. But political leaders converge into dark narcissism where control becomes important, where they are very, very aware of their own sense of power and control to get what they want. And President Putin, uh, we can see here, going back even into the joint German-Russian cabinet meeting in 2006, I remember analyzing that for a radio television program in Siberia, and that was the German Chancellor um, Angela Merkel. And and he unsuccessfully tried to persuade, uh, she tried to persuade President Putin at the time, you know, that cabinet ministers imbued perpetually with political contempt and aggressive political thinking patterns to change, and he wouldn't. He has his political contempt for all world leaders. We see that because he wants people to acknowledge who he is and that his way is the only way. And when you don't get that, all, he doesn't all, get that feedback. Yeah, he's, just, It's all about him, a strong streak of megalomania. So what stops a person like this? Does he have any internal breaks? Well, we talking about internal breaks, I don't think he has. We haven't seen this because normally he has what I can see a form of emotional uh, unstable personality. And an emotionally stable personality is associated 
with emotional dysregulation. And that's the reason why he doesn't have that break. And people with this mixture of toxic personality traits of psychopathy and Machiavellianism, they're blinded. There's no internal break, really. So so what happens is here, he will go on, he will continue uh, to destroy and, and this barbarism from continent to continent. And the more, it's a bit like trolling almost, whereby the more killings they get, the more blood is shed, the more psychological payoffs and emotional payoffs they get. So there so, doesn't appear to be a psychological break. And the only way we can have a psychological break, or rather a lever, an internal break, is to some form of diplomatic negotiation, as we see in Zelensky, who has is motivated to want to talk, to find a, a conflict resolution. I've been to conflict resolution in, in Northern Ireland, the time of the Troubles, where we had intergroup contact and where we bring opposing group factors together to find commonalities and to work out how we might differ. All right. So when Putin is threatened or perceives to have been threatened by Joe Biden during the State of the Union address and by the sanctions, followed by Boris Johnson, uh, Justin Trudeau, our Canadian prime minister, when uh, when when Putin is uh, made aware that the West is trying to hold him accountable through sanctions, how is he reacting to that? I don't think he, he is really bothered an awful lot by sanctions. Uh, well, he didn't appear to be. I think he is as today's news, uh, by the way, and because he's an economics scholar. We know he's got a PhD in economics. So he's very aware of what's happening. It didn't appear to, to be central focus in his internal mental functioning until I think about yesterday, whenever I began to read reports, you know, of the fact that he is now getting squeezed uh, by international sanctions. And these are beginning to tackle the oligarchs around the UK and in other places as well. And this will cripple the supply of finance to actually make this uh, dreadful barbaric campaign possible. And so it will begin to have a massive impact. And But the other uh, aspect to that is it will also deepen the threat to him. So because he is so, so very unpredictable, we have no idea what's going to happen. Will he attack Finland? Will he attack Latvia? Will he attack UK? What's he going to do? And we've seen these threats. When he's threatened, when his personal identity comes under threat, what happens is then he will threaten nuclear armory. He will threaten a nuclear explosion. And so he's using quite a number of not only scaremongering tactics now, but it's going into a tit-for-tat strategy now, whereby once he receives a threat today, he'll have a bigger threat against the, the various continents tomorrow. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 